The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry with Joe McGill. Good morning, good morning, how are you this morning? I'm Joe McGill and you're listening to the Saturday Supplement and I hope I find you well wherever you are listening to us around the world on RadioCarry.ie or the Radio Carry app or on the traditional wireless 96 to 98 FM. Now we have a very special programme for you this morning because we're celebrating on the programme this morning the Golden Jubilee, 50 years of Tarbert Comprehensive School in North Kerry. It's, it has a huge catchment area that at one point covered three counties and had students from far away as Fines, Kilrush, Listowel and Ballybunion. And they have put thousands of students through their school over the 50 years. And in some cases, they are on to their third generation of families attending the school. They had former politicians and bishops employed in the school and students who have gone on to achieve great things from university professors to ambassadors to music Kerry Limerick footballers, professional rugby players, and on and on it goes. So I went to the school and I was uh, welcomed there by Vice Principal Leela Maloney and I should say she did a great job of inviting all these people and putting it all together we interviewed quite a number um, I suppose of current teachers, former teachers former students and uh, chairpersons and many more so I hope you enjoy this programme so I first sat down with Richard Prindeville who is the principal and hello to his mother before I forget it Kitty Prindeville I know she always listens to the programme so Kitty I hope you're well I talked with Richard but first I spoke with Padraig Crahour who gave me I suppose a bit of context and the history of education in the area Well I suppose we should be thankful to two Limerick people really uh, Master Patrick Dore and Miss Jane Agnes McKenna one from one from Glynn, one from originally from Fines. And in the 1930s, they opened post-primary schools in Glynn, uh, St. Patrick's for boys, St. Isis for girls, at a time when lay people were strongly disencouraged uh, by the church from doing such, doing such a thing. And in the 1940s then, uh, Miss McKenna moved her school from Glynn, to Talbot, uh, where it remained until the comprehensive school opened. Uh, she expanded it to take in boys and also members of the local Church of Ireland community. And it was a very successful school, as was St. Patrick's in Glynn. And then in Glynn also, in the late 1940s, early 1950s, uh, the Limerick uh, Vocational Committee opened a vocational school in Glynn. And that too was subsumed into the comprehensive when the comprehensive opened. Uh, and and there was to be a vocational school in Belly Longford. It was the plans and all were drawn up for it. Uh, but uh, when the comprehensive school opened, uh, that put a stop to that and that didn't that didn't go ahead obviously. So we have a great tradition of post primary education in this area. Yeah, very good. Richard, why a comprehensive school then for Tarbert? I I suppose the comprehensive school model had been sweeping across Europe post war and particularly it was established in, in Britain. 
and um, in the 60s, early 60s, the Irish government became more and more uh, biased towards the idea of universal education, uh, education for all. And in 1963, the then Minister for Education, Patrick Hillary, announced the establishment of a number of comprehensive schools, particularly in areas that were devoid of um, schools already. Um, and in that regard, the, the comprehensive schools were established. Um, you have a number of them in, in Kaharua. You have Kaharua in, in Galway, for example, Borhabui Comprehensive in North Cork. And, uh, and then Tarbert Comprehensive was set up um, in 1973. So uh, at this moment in time, there are 14 comprehensive schools um, in the Republic. Um, and later they would have been... Um, evolved I suppose into the community school model um, and there are 97 community and comprehensive schools now around the country and um, they would have been established um, largely due to low cost loans from the World Bank um, to the Irish government at the time so uh, the model of education comprehensive school I involved taking the practical subjects of the vocational system uh, that was from the vocational schools at the time and combining that with the academic subjects of the largely religious schools and bringing them together under one roof. And in that sense, the comprehensive model is not only one that has a comprehensive education um, and offering those practical and ac academic subjects together, but also one that's a model that it's, uh, where students are reflected and society is reflected in our school. We take students of all abilities, all backgrounds, all faiths, no faith, and we um, bring them together in a, in a comprehensive school community and um, educate them for the future. Very good. Um, today, how many students uh, attend the school and can you give us a kind of a, a breakdown of the staff or just kind of give us, I suppose, an insight into the amount of staff that work here? Sure. Our, I suppose our numbers have, have obviously fluctuated over the, over the years. Uh, about 270, 280 students initially when the school was founded uh, in 1973. Uh, I think at the height of it, we had in around 670 pupils, uh, possibly there around the 2000s mark. At the moment, we have 530 students. We have about 45 teaching staff. We have nine SNAs, two secretaries, um, two caretakers. Um, so it's a big operation. It's a it's a it's it's a big probably the biggest employer in the Tarbert area uh, at the moment in time. And uh, yeah, the numbers continue to fluctuate. But despite I suppose the downward demographic that's in the area, the numbers have largely held over the five hundred um, God for the last four decades or so. So um, that's a testament to the comprehensive ethos of the school and the success of the school. And no small credit to former staff and indeed current staff, and we hope future staff as well, that that will continue to thrive and prosper into the, into the future. Mm, Padraig, you're a student of history. I suppose it has contributed a lot to this area, socially, economically, and in sporting terms as well, this school. Oh, it has, it has a course, and uh, we're very fortunate uh, to have those numbers attending the school, you know, because, uh, as, as Richard says, uh, fluctuation is effective life now in all schools, especially in primary schools so we hope our numbers will keep up here and we'll be able to encourage all those facets of community life uh, Richard you, you have a long relationship with the school when did it start? Uh, I started here in uh, 1998 as a teacher of uh, Irish and geography I moved from Ballancolic Community School where I was teaching the same subjects at the time 
Um, I, I knew I wanted to leave Cork City and I just wanted to move. I, I remember seeing the ad in the paper and uh, I said, yeah, I'm going to go for that job. So I was successful. Joe Sullivan was the, the late Joe Sullivan was the principal at the time and uh, I was very fortunate to land in a school where I just immediately felt at home, to be honest with you. And I loved it and I still love it. <laughs> You'd have to say that. Uh, the importance, and we will talk about what you're going to be doing for it, but the importance of marking such a milestone, uh, 50 years, is very important. Um, I know we were talking earlier about, I suppose, the people you've lost along the way, and we won't be mentioning names, but it is, it's a time to reflect, and it's time to reflect on their contribution and the current staff's contribution uh, to this area as well. Yeah, I, I, I suppose when, when the 50th was approaching, it, it, it was such a significant milestone, its golden anniversary, that um, my, from talking to other staff members as well, um, I, I just felt the weight of legacy really um, that we couldn't let such a milestone pass without acknowledging it. Um, the, the weight of legacy from the thousands of students that have gone through the doors here, um, the legacy of the, the contributions of all the staff um, that have contributed, the parents that have equally contributed to that legacy. Um, their contributions should be acknowledged. The contributions of the current staff who in a way just carried the baton on um, and, and have, I would hope would have continued the traditions and deepened the traditions and the, uh, and the work that former staff would have done. I think it was important to acknowledge that and just to mark it um, because these things don't come around often and it's important just to say how, how grateful we are for everything that's happened. Very good. Well, we have a plethora of people lined up here to talk to that'll give us, uh, I, I suppose, a sample of what school life was like. And uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to them. So we'll move around the school and we'll start talking to others. But thanks, Millie, for talking to me. Richard Prendival there, Principal of Tarbert Comprehensive School. We're going to take a break. We'll have more after these. You're listening to The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. Yes, indeed. Uh, very shortly, we're going to hear from a student at Tarbert Comprehensive School who are celebrating 50 years, and that's why we have this special programme this morning. A student who sings a wonderful song about the school. But before that, I spoke to the current chairperson and former chairperson of Tarbert Comprehensive School. They are first Mary McGillicuddy and later Father James Lenan. Mary um, thanks a million for, for joining me. You were former principal and you're the current chairperson here. You must have seen a lot of changes over the years. And tell us firstly, I suppose, when you arrived to the school. Well, I, I arrived in 1978. That's not today or yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Thank you very much, Joe. Um, no, 78, I was 23, and I came here as a teacher of English at that point. And very grateful to have a job, because jobs were hard to get. I came from Cork City and never thought that I would stay as long as I stayed. Um, taught English here then until, um, what year did I become? 1994. I became deputy in 94 and then went on to be principal in 2002. So. And what was it like taking over as principal? Was there a lot of challenges that time or what was it like? There were always challenges. Um, you, you would... I suppose I went from deputy to principal, so that was an easy enough transition. The bigger transition was probably from classroom to deputy principal, although I continued teaching through deputy principalship as well. Um, it, it was a big change for me, obviously. I mean, I was out of the classroom and I had a much wider s scope, and but I, I was very excited by it. I mean, it's, it was a marvellous school, has always been a marvellous school. Always embraced change. I mean, when I came in 78, if you like, it was chalk and talk, 
we had no computers, there was no Education Act, there was really, there were no systems to guide you outside of what you could do yourselves. But the community schools, the community and comprehensive schools gave us great support. You know, there were kind of ad hoc groups of principals all over the country. We used to meet in Charleville um, once a month, the principals and the deputy principals from all the local Munster schools of our our schools, the comprehensive and there were some community schools as well. And we worked out between us how we should face the challenges that were coming, you know, and tried to get a system going throughout all our schools. I would think it was the community, community comprehensive schools that actually developed the whole system of year heads and all that to help with the running of schools that you weren't on your own as a deputy or as a principal. There were marvellous people like Ken Brennan from Mill Street, John Murphy from Cork, Padre Don from Cork. Those people were so forward thinking for education. When we were on our own, you know, you, you, if you went somewhere to find out what is a principal or a deputy principal supposed to do, you had to make it up. You know, there was absolutely no guidance until the 1998 Education Act. Mm. So, but it was very exciting and very challenging. Mm. And it must have been, it must be a, a fierce source of pride to you that you are a uh, principal of such a school. Huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, uh, I suppose that is why when I retired as principal then, that I agreed to continue with the school. Well, agreed, wanted to keep going with the school as chair of the board. And I took that role from Canon Lenan there. Um, we've been the same length of time with the school. And I'm, I'm very, very proud of this school. I mean, I think I used to say when we started doing graduation um, ceremonies for the leaving certs, it took me a long while to actually recognise how lucky I was to get a job in a comprehensive school because of the acceptance of all students. I've always had a huge place in my heart for special needs students, for kids who would be vulnerable and for kids who were disadvantaged. And these were, the door was open in Tarbert always for those children and everyone in the school minded those children. So there's always been a great sense of care in the school. And I'm not saying it isn't in other schools, but it was wonderful to have children from every background. It was a big challenge, but they were all there. It was also, and I used to say to the students, you don't know how lucky you were to be here, because what it gives the students is an enormous knowledge of all backgrounds. You know, you're not in a middle class school, you're not in a desh school, you're not in one of the private schools, but you've got kids from all backgrounds. They're all mixing together. So I think there's a great sense of equality, inclusion and learning for everybody in that. So yeah. I'm very enthusiastic about these schools. Yeah, I can see why students like going to school here with that passion uh, by their principal. Um, Father Lenan, you were the, the former chairperson here. Tell us about your time involved here. Well, I was appointed by the Bishop of Kerry at the time, Bishop uh, McNamara. I was in St. Brendan's College at that time for about eight or nine years, and then he approached me one day to say he, he was nominating me as his rep on the Board of Management. So that was how it started for me. And I, at the very first bo uh, selection board we had, we appointed a young teacher from, from Cork City who was only willing to take up the job, and she's, you've just been speaking to her with her there now. 
So that is, we both started together, she as a teacher and I as chairman of the board. Yeah. And at that time, for the, the comprehensive schools, but not for the community schools, I think, it was a three-person board. The bishop nominee, there was a, an, an inspector, and the VEC nominee. And it stayed that way then for a number of years until it was expanded to include uh, rep, uh, uh, staff representatives and uh, teacher representatives and community representatives. And I, I was on that, uh, in that role until um, my, uh, for 35 years. So I got to know the... I interviewed in that length of time, I'd say, everybody who was appointed to it, a, a permanent teacher. I was part of the interviewing board as well. So I saw the way the, it developed, and I mean, everything that Mary said there now, and Richard, yeah. I mean, it was so obvious to me. And tell us about the actual, I suppose, infrastructural developments you, you oversaw in your time, or you saw in your time. Yes, obviously it started with whatever is the minimum at the time, and then various de uh, developments from there on. We had, uh, in my time anyway, we had at least two extensions opened. Uh, maybe even there were bits of other <laughs> facilities added to it down through the years until then, and then I retired after 35 years. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I, I thought was very good as well, and Mary touched on it there, there was the annual general meeting of the boards of management of all the comprehensive and uh, community schools. And the venue moved around from one province to the other. And in that way uh, as well, I met all, uh, others who were in the similar uh, uh, position as I was and I met principals and deputy principals from other schools as well so uh, it, for me it was a unique experience have, uh, being in a voluntary school but to come and be part of what was happening in a place like this gave me a much more broader opening I opened up my whole experience of what it was like to be involved in post-primary education and not only in the voluntary school but what was the difference the huge difference between voluntary and uh, the, the community comprehensive system Father James Lennon there and Mary McGillicuddy and Mary's sister Eleanor McSweeney wrote a very special song about Tarbert Comprehensive School which was sung on the evening by the wonderfully talented Paddy Milan who's in third year. So have a listen to this. Way back in the year 1973 a new kind of school became to be a fine comprehensive to suit all her tastes From English, woodwork and learning about fate And now five decades have just rolled by We're chiseling, filing and baking a pie Old French project maths and chemistry In the place the lighthouse shines o'er the estuary From Ivan and Natty the buses still roll Bally Longford, Lawhill and lovely Listone Bally Hall and Tabard, they're sending them in A steep Bally Bunyan, Liz Elton and Blin Friends from all countries and from overseas Polish, Sri Lankan, Ukrainian, Chinese 
We're sharing our culture without rivalry In the place the lighthouse shines o'er the street A day in the calm just enlightens our minds With Irish accounting and poems that rhyme Ingenious artists and whiz kids are born Our futures shaped and our characters form Colors of purple and yellow and blue There's algebra, Shakespeare and history to do With science and business and some geography In the place where the lighthouse shines o'er the estuary Tarbert Comprehensive is renowned for its board We've champions and heroes on pitch and on court In daylight or floodlight we're on the ball our sports team's a fine example to all There's music, drama and some gymnastics From Kelly and hip-hop and drumming with sticks We fundraise, we backpack and we fast for charity In the place the lighthouse shines o'er the street. All the lessons we've learned here, the friends we've all made Remain in our minds and will never fade No, we forget the good times we shared We'll hold in our hearts the teachers who cared In tests and trials when the stress was down We could always be sure there was someone around To guide us and mind us and to set us all free In the place where the lighthouse shines o'er the street to guide us and mind us and to set us all free In the place where the lighthouse shines o'er the tree. Yeah, Paddy Milan there third year at Tarbor Comprehensive School. What a great singing voice he has and a great future he has ahead of him. Now we're going to take a break and we'll have more from Tarbor Comprehensive School after these. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. I hope you're enjoying the Saturday Supplement so far, a very special Saturday Supplement where we are celebrating 50 years of Tarbert Comprehensive School. And I went along to the school and I met with various people involved in the school over the 50 years. So we have another group here and I let them introduce themselves. Noreen Fitzgerald. Con Lean. Anthony Stack. Maureen Colhan. Pedro Lachlan. Elaine Fitzgerald. Noreen, we'll start with yourself. Um, when did you start here in the school? In 1973, I had just completed my BA degree in UCC and I was Noreen Leahy then. And um, I was, um, I had got a place to do my HDIP in Mary I, but um, they wouldn't allow me to teach in Tarbert because it was outside the range that um, they had they had set a standard of, uh, I think, something like uh, uh, 30 miles and uh, Tarbert was 36. So Tom McKeown, in fairness to him, he fought it and uh, I, the rest is history. I'm he- I was here then for 37 and a half years, nearly 38 years. I started off um, with teaching first years and I worked my way up with maths and Irish. And after a few years, uh, 
Mr McKeown, as we called him, he was happier that people would specialise in a certain area. So I took on maths full time. Um, my two sisters and my brother, both, uh, the three of them came to this school. So I had the privilege, I suppose some people wouldn't agree with it maybe, but of teaching them. Was that awkward, no? <laughs> In the beginning, very awkward, yes. <laughs> but uh, we overcame it. Yeah. And uh, then uh, my daughter came here and her now husband also came here. They were in the same class. I taught both of them. So Nolik and Shane back in the years. And now, after all those years, my grandson is here. Uh, Jack you, Adams. Jack Adams. You have a real family connection so to this place, there's no I doubt. really a bond. I loved teaching here and I loved teaching maths. And I can see a lot of faces around here this evening that I have taught through the years. Uh, Elaine being one of them that's sitting in with us here now. And uh, and how many years were you teaching here overall? Uh, 37 and a half. You must have many fond memories in that time, do you? Oh, I have great memories. Great memories of the place. I loved it. I loved all the students. And what I really love is when people come back to me and say, you taught me, and bring back memories. And even, well, a lot of people wouldn't agree with Facebook, but I have people in Australia and New York and all over the world that I did teach and that I'm now following, or they're following me on Facebook as well. <laughs> you have a lot of followers. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and it's amazing to think that. I don't agree with it, but yeah. I like it as a contact. Yeah, but that's it, I suppose. You know, you're talking about the community here, but it's the community at large you've served and that they've gone on and made their mark in the world. It's a very privileged position to be a teacher, to be in someone's life in their formative years, isn't it? It is. Very, very much. And I would have taught a lot of my husband's nephews and nieces because anyone that knows the Fitzgeralds, they're all over West Limerick, particularly Glynn and that area anyhow. So I have a lot, I go back a long way. Yeah. Um, Con, tell us about your involvement here and uh, when did you start? You're one of the, the early um, early arrivers as well, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I started here in 1973. Um, prior to that, I had been teaching in Glynn for seven years and there was a small vocational school in Glynn, also a secondary school. And prior to that, I had taught in Wicklow for a couple of years and I taught in England for four years. So I started here. I was assimilated in, as the phrase was at the time, along with a number of other teachers, especially from Glynn, like Mr O'Sullivan and Miss Garvey and, and so on. And um, teachers from St. Ita's as well here in Tarbert were assimilated too. So we were all members of the original staff. Hmm. What were the changes that took place in your time here that you can remember? Um, I, I suppose the, the idea of a comprehensive education, I think, was, was a huge step in the right direction in the sense that prior to that, um, you had vocational schools, um, secondary schools, and parents had a big choice to make um, when children got to be 12, 13 years of age. Is he academic, or should I send him to the tech, or where should I send him? And the vocational school, and uh, comprehensive school, um, sort of solved all those problems. They came in in the early years here. 
um, there, for, for uh, I'm not certain exactly what years, but uh, the students got six weeks, I think, at every subject to see how they liked it and then moved on to another group of subjects. I'm not too certain how long that system <laughs> lasted, but it, it was a great... It was very forward-thinking, though, wasn't it? It was. It was very forward-thinking, yeah. Mm. Um, and the fact that you didn't have to uh, kind of pass judgment on your child at such a young age, you know, I think is very important. They can they get the feel of subjects, see whether they like them, <coughs> and um, decide then like, whether I'm going for... You know, the subjects that are very much academic are the subjects that have a more practical element to them. Mm. We're talking about it's 50 years of the school, but it's it's the people really, isn't it? And that's what probably you took when um, you finished here. It's, it, it's the, the friends you made and, and the people you met. Of course it is. That's true, yeah. Um, um, I, I was here from 1973 to 1997. And um, at that stage, I, I, I decided my, my, my energy was running out a little bit. So, and I've had a great retirement since. Uh, but as you say, uh, there was a great spirit in the school. Everybody got on very well. The staff room was a great old place in those days especially before the smoking ban came in when everybody everybody could, could sit around and enjoy themselves and when the smoking ban came in then there was a small room of the uh, staff room and the poor smokers were all confined to that <laughs> Excellent So Anthony, your former caretaker tell us about your time here, when did you start and how long were you here for? Uh, I started uh, working as a caretaker here in the school in 1970 and I finished up in 2015 after 38 years. My God. And I don't know what it's like in this school, but in our school, the caretaker kind of knew everyone and everyone knew the caretaker and he was, <laughs> all, he could be almost a therapist at times. Um, you, you must have really fond memories over that time with, with, with all the friends you've made, I suppose, and even the, the relationship with students and everyone else. Yes, I had a great time in the school. I enjoyed every minute of every day I worked in the school. I great, I'd like to think I got on great for all the staff, past and present, and with the, the, the students as well. We got on great. I'm still being saluted by students who are still working at the school, who are still coming to school here. I don't know them at all, but they know me. So it was great. I had a great relationship, a great bond. And as I said, uh, with Mikey Scanlon and myself, I think we had a great relationship with all concerned. Yeah, I won't, I won't ask you this question, but I know the caretakers used to put smock to us as well. They tell us if we were late or tea as well. But you have to be kind of an all-rounder to be a caretaker because a building of this size and the maintenance and upkeep and everything else that goes with it. That's right, yes. Well, I was lucky enough, I was just a confined to looking after things indoors. Mm. Mike Scanlon, as I said, uh, the caretaker who was with me at the time, he worked outdoors. I worked indoors. I looked after the shop and uh, I helped uh, maintain the school as good as I possibly could. And uh, shot of blowing my own trumpet, I think the school was always in good shape. So, as uh, naturally, it's a very modern building now, much different than what it was in my day. Much easier to clean out in that time, but uh, a great school overall, I have to say. Yeah, but the population of school since it started to now, it's, it's amazing how much it's expanded and the infrastructure has expanded in that time as well. That's right. 
right, yes. They said when I started back in 1977, the corridors were, there was only three corridors in the building, three main corridors, and there were fire, ex- fire exit doors placed every place. So and when, the, when the change of classes came, there was a crush to get to the assembly hall, a crush to get to the shop, a crush to go to our respective rooms. Now it's so orderly now that everybody knows where they're going, when they're going, and it's no problem getting from here to there. And of course, it's fire, fire, fireproof now. Yeah, and I see there's even a right side and a wrong side to walk in the corridor there on my way in. I'm not sure which side I was walking in. <laughs> Thanks a million, Anthony, for talking to me. Thank you, John. Um, Maureen, tell us your role within the school. I am the sec- one of the two secretaries in the office. Administration has become huge in schools, hasn't it? So you must have a fairly hefty workload, yes. I'd say. Yes, yes, it's very, very busy. Very busy between... There's so much going on and you're involved probably in every aspect of the running of the school and you could be asked for anything and um, plus you have all your departmental work as well to do returns to the department and that's a huge part of our job as well as well as every day dealing with parents and students and looking after them from they being sick to missing their jumpers and parents dropping in the lunches for them and but it's all very nice and we get by and we survive it. Yeah, you get to know kind of everyone in the community as well don't you because every family associated is, is coming through you at some stage. Yes you do, you get to know everybody and as Anthony said people know you more than you know them probably because when they go out, leave school they all look so different and when you see them all here they kind of all have the same look, the boys have all the same haircuts, the girls <laughs> have all the same long hair and a lot of them look the same when they're all in the uniform but um, no they're they're all lovely kids and everything and they are lovely to meet them outside of school and they keep you young actually here in the school yeah. I'm here 28 years now so that's what I was going to 28 years yes I started I came from two big companies I came from Ahanish Illumina and I came from I worked in White Nutritionals actually I came from White Nutritionals in here so it was coming from 600 adults to working with 600 students so it was a big culture shock I didn't think I'd survive a few weeks here not a mind, 28 years. Mm. So It's a great sign of the place, though, because a lot of the staff that worked here have taught for a number of years. There is many, if you, if you branch it out to companies, there are many companies that hold people for that long. So it's a great sign of a place. It is. And I suppose maybe you get comfortable as well with the people you're working with. And it says a lot for our colleagues we work with as well, as the students and the parents are all very nice and supportive of us as well. Mm. There's an extended family kind of here. It is, yeah. it is, it is. It's, it's very different working in industry. There's no comparison really. Joe, can I just add that Mary O'Sullivan was the original secretary here. She was the very first woman that came in um, over blocks and mortar, as she says herself, on the day. And it was bedlam and mayhem the day she started. But she was here for... I don't know how many years really but she was here a long long time and she was she she built the cornerstone of the school really she laid down the foundations for the structure of the office and the school itself thank you excellent Pat O'Loughlin Pat you've been here or were here a long long time as well you're one of the original few as well 73 yeah um, I had been familiar with the um, comprehensive system before coming here because um, I knew one of the principals that was appointed to Ballyfermot, which was one of the first of the comprehensive schools in the 60s. And um, Carol Rose, another one, and there was a very important one in Shannon. And it um, did a lot of groundwork in breaking in 
breaking groundwork in the whole education system. And uh, <clears throat> the first I heard of the school was 71. I uh, looked at the paper one morning and there was a photograph of a delegation from Tarbert uh, for the sighting of a school in Tarbert. And um, I suppose subconsciously I tuned in to it and in 73 before the school opened or prior to that I had been teaching in Tralee and um, when the school opened here comprehensive school I thought this is perfect it's, this is the ideal form of education so I applied for the job and that was it and why did you think it was the ideal form of education? Well, I suppose um, for me, I was uh, I was very impressed by the work of an Englishman, uh, Dr. Swan, who worked with the London Education Authority, and he wrote extensively on practical education and the benefits of it. And. Here we had a school that was going to run both academic and there was going to be an equal importance on the practical subjects also. Mm. And that was new because at the time vocational schools didn't have leaving cert. They weren't allowed to run a leaving cert to our shame and it, it took years for, um, for that to happen. You know? mm. How many years were you here in total? Uh, I came in 73 and I retired 20 in 2000. Sorry. 2000. Yeah. Um, in, in that time, it must, be, it must have been a very rewarding experience when you look back over that huge number of years. Well, yes, it was. Um, particularly with uh, youngsters who, I suppose, wouldn't have been regarded as, you know, the top... Uh, ability students and that and to see them surviving and doing good and meeting them now and seeing what you know what has become and what they have done lots of them that is and you'd have an interest in that wouldn't you but of course yeah yeah mm. you know so uh, small industries around the place you have engineers architects the lot since then you know mm. so I suppose maybe we had a contribution to all of that mm. if so great is it a weird sensation coming back here quite a sensation all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> the traffic <laughs> line up the middle of the car door was the first thing. Yeah. But um, I know, just um, good years. Yeah, great stuff there altogether. We're going to take a break with a more after these. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry, brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Now, a reminder that the first Saturday of the month is our monthly in-focus photography slot. And if you want to send a photo in to me, you can send them to jmcgill at radiocarry.ie. And our theme for this month is My Life in Colour or A Colourful Life. And you send them in before the first Saturday of the month, the Wednesday, at before midday. So send them in to jmcgill at radiocarry.ie and myself, or Dominic Walsh and I, will um, be talking about them the first Saturday of the month. 
Now let's return to the interviews I did at Tarbra Comprehensive School who are celebrating 50 years. Elaine Fitzgerald, you are a teacher but you're also a former student as well. So I suppose firstly tell us about uh, what it was like being a student here. I suppose, you know, they, they have the saying that the school days are the best days of your lives and I definitely would say that was true of the comp. Like there were days when, you know, when you were coming to school you were going out to basketball matches, football matches, soccer matches, that hasn't changed. It's still the same to this day. It really gave me the love of sport that I have today, to this day. Um, as well as that, the academic side was always fantastic. We had fantastic teachers here. There was always a great rapport between the teachers and the students. Like, I remember you'd sit in the corridor in the morning and Mr McKeown would walk up and down the corridor with his suit on and he always had a matching tie which uh, he was so well presented and he knew every one of us by name and I remember my very first day being in the assembly hall and he said and he must have repeated the school mantra a good few times and it was men sano incorporate sano which is a healthy mind in a healthy body and he kept telling us to adopt it and it would be you know one of the great I suppose ways that you could live your life going forward and I believed in him that day and you know afterwards I suppose I came back in the year 2003 and I'm here now 20 years teaching you know so for me it's been a fantastic experience everything from I remember days where we had full uh, full school sports day you know it was chaos but it was brilliant you know and awards nights are absolutely they're the most memorable nights that you can have in the building here they're absolutely fantastic mm. um, You're a well known basketballer and I hear sailor as well but the basketball like basketball wasn't played in every school so it must have been great to have that opportunity as well here yeah it was a fantastic opportunity and like to think that when I came in in 1991 that was the year I started Padraig O'Connor was teaching us basketball or training us basketball he is still coming to the school today training basketball and I think it's fantastic to meet him in the corridor and to me he kept telling us to adopt it and it would be you know one of the great I suppose ways that you could live your life going forward and I believed in him that day and you know afterwards I suppose I came back in the year 2003 and I'm here now 20 years teaching you know so for me it's been a fantastic experience everything from I remember days where we had full uh, full school sports day you know it was chaos but it was brilliant you know and awards nights are absolutely they're the most memorable nights that you can have in the building here they're absolutely fantastic mm. um, You're a well known basketball baller and I hear sailor as well but the basketball, like basketball wasn't played in every school so it must have been great to have that opportunity as well here. Yeah it was a fantastic opportunity and like to think that when I came in in 1991 that was the year I started, Padraig O'Connor was teaching us basketball or training us basketball he is still coming to the school today training basketball and I think it's fantastic to meet him in the corridor and to me he looks the same, he has the same way about him and he's, you know it was a great opportunity and I remember we would go, um, you know, to a match in Padraig's Blue Bus or his minivan and we'd all pile in and it would be, we'd sing songs on the way to the match, we'd great fun at the matches and you'd come home afterwards but Padraig trained you in such a way that you were given opportunities like maybe to try and get to the Kerry team and that was absolutely brilliant at the time Yeah, mm. It's important the way you're talking there about those that have gone before you and we're talking to teachers here that were there since the beginning but it seems to me the culture has been enhanced and carried on and that's important in the school it's not just the building it's the people that are that have gone before you basically that's it and you know as a, a teacher here now I suppose I would like to think that if a child comes into my class and that they would you know feel relaxed and that they know that well I was 
a member of St. Lockton's myself because all our classes, they all had lovely saints' names and they still do to this day. And I think that gave you a real sense of ownership as well when you're here. And I, I always say to the kids, you know, I was a, a member of St. Lockton's when I came in first and, and in third year we were known as St. Munchens. You know, it was they were fantastic names. And um, yeah, to be able to say to the kids and relate that back to them and they still look at you and go, but you're ancient now. Like they think I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> and, you know, I still think I'm quite young. <laughs> Uh, comp, you mentioned, is that the cool way of saying it? Is, is, or is that the way it's known? It's always known as the always comp, is it? known as the comp, yeah, comp. for definite, yeah. And my own, my own child is here now in second year, and my second kid will be coming next year, yeah. So, you oh. know, we continue the tradition. Yeah, yeah that's, fantastic. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. Um, thanks a million for talking to me. It's brilliant. Now we'll take a break for the news, and I'll join you again in the next hour with more from Tarbert Comprehensive School. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. Oh, so we're into the second hour of the Saturday Supplement. I hope you're enjoying the programme. And uh, during the week, I visited Tarbert Comprehensive School, who are celebrating 50 uh, years this year. And uh, I went along and I spoke to former teachers and current teachers and former students. And uh, we had a wonderful song as well there before in the first hour. But uh, Tarbert as well has produced a, an array of sports stars down through the years. And uh, two such stars, Myrna Wall, who is a famous Munster rugby player, and of course Jason Foley, Kerry football star as well, they were there on the evening as well, and I spoke to them about the influence the school had on them. Myrna, I suppose firstly, tell us about your kind of your your memories of the school and uh, um, look around here at all the, the former teachers look at you. It must be a nice feeling to be to be inside here talking about it. Definitely. Um, it's great to be back. Not much has changed by the looks of things. <laughs> um, good to see um, my former teachers and my principal and everything. Um, I suppose I really enjoyed my... I did six years in school. I did transition year as well. Um, and I loved every minute of it. Made loads of friends, got on really well. Um, and sport definitely was a very big part of it. Got to play basketball rugby, football, then inside PE we did all sorts as well between hockey and badminton. So I love sport and all areas of sport and the school definitely let me try out things that I wouldn't have done before. Mm. And is that where you think your love of sport was fostered within the school and the people that maybe were the trainers and, and the sport network there? Definitely. Um, I was like, I would have played sport before I came into school, but as I said, I wouldn't have played uh, I only played football and basketball um, and then I started rugby when I was in the school and we started up a team here. There was never a rugby team here before so like that was great as well and um, I luckily was on the Munster under 18 team um, outside of school so I was only delighted then to get people involved with rugby in school. Um, we played football, we won um, a Munster final I remember when I was in third years the best thing ever then um, making all like so many friends as well people that were like older than me and playing with great people like the likes of Neve Carmody who now plays for the Kerry ladies I got to play with her in school um, Laura Lavery was our coach when we won um, the Munster final that time uh, so I remember having her then we had Miss Delaney and Mr Trench were a big asset to the sporting life in the comp they, between basketball and football and everything as well. 
Mm. And we did a documentary called 2020 uh, Women in Sport, Kerry Women in Sport, and the school again played a massive role. But it sounds like the school again was ahead of its time, like you said, uh, the first, you know, to do rugby and, and, and uh, female participation in that. Do you think it's enhanced female participation overall in, 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 in sport? Definitely, 100%. There's people in um, my year in school like who had never played sport before and they got involved in basketball, football, soccer, um, everything like that. And like as we all know, like when you get to 12 or 13, like it's the biggest dropout rate um, for women in sport. So I think definitely when you have that opportunity like to do it in school and when there's so many different sports available, um, it definitely helps the girls keep up sport which is great too because um and i was only talking to um miss fitzgerald who trains the ladies football team at the moment in school and she said that she had 80 girls out training football like last week so that's really? great oh, yeah yeah great to hear yeah that's amazing um thanks jason yourself tell us about your memories of the school yeah, as Morna said, uh, a lot of fond memories. Um, it's, I suppose, first of all, it's fantastic to be to be asked back. I mustn't have tormented them too much if I'm being asked back to these things. I hear a few giggles. Um, no, fantastic memories, um, academically and sporting-wise as well. Um, I did five years here, um, five great years. So there was a big um, influx from, from my own school in Lizelton Primary School that came in at the time, so... Um, we great memories and um, and made loads of friends, as Marna said. And um, I suppose on the sporting side of things, there was it was well facilitated. Um, so whenever we um, wanted to try out a new sport or or, or leave for sport or, or try new things, it was it was well well facilitated and um, some great memories along the way as well. Yeah, and you're renowned Kerry footballer, but it does strike me this evening that it did cater for all sports, which is very important as well, isn't it, to find your niche and to find what you're good at? Yeah, it was, it was only when I heard um, a couple of the past um, teachers speak there about um, about different sports that it actually hit me that, um, you know, I kind of nearly forgot about some of the sports that we used to or that I used to participate in until, um, until I was here. Um, be it rugby, athletics and stuff like that as well as football, basketball um, you know, I'd say there wasn't a day gone by where we had to ask a teacher to leave the room for some sort of a tournament or a game and stuff like that so um, as I said it was well facilitated we were encouraged to go out and try as many different sports as we possibly could and um, as Marna said there I suppose there's, there's it tends to be a big dropout rate um, between you know these years and and um, for me and for my friends, it wasn't it wasn't the case. We were encouraged to go and and try as as, as best we can, represent the school as best we can, and, um, and take up new sports or develop sports that we were were already interested. in. How important do you think it was in your development um, in your future career as a Kerry footballer? Massive, yeah, it was huge. Um, I suppose of. Uh, Martin Trinch to thank a lot for that um, you know he pushed me forward straight away I remember we came in the door straight away over to my first PE lesson um, we had a good group of, of footballers in, in various different clubs around North Kerry and he I suppose nurtured that um, we got a few I think it was an O'Sullivan Cup final and in first year and second year and it was, it was huge for the school at the time um, and we were, we were, as I said, we were nurtured, um, and you know, we were encouraged to. Not, I wouldn't say encouraged to leave class, but whenever we did, 
um, have to leave class for, for various different trainings or tournaments like that it was was facilitated and it was brilliant um, yeah no and it definitely helped me going forward when I left school to to progress on to to bigger things excellent thanks a million Jason thanks a million Robert Bunyan you're a former teacher here tell us when did you start here and what did you teach I started in 1982 I interviewed in 1981 uh, teaching history geography and wound up teaching Irish and I was here 36 and a half years and Pat was talking about the comprehensive ethic the reason I came here is quite simple Joe my mother made me come here right <laughs> that uh, was comprehensive enough <laughs> uh, she she uh, there was seven of us in the family and the others went away so they kept me in this little parish of Ballydonahoe where Con came from and others here and uh, Jason Foley playing for Kenneth from Ballydon very, very proud of my <laughs> parish but I, um, she wanted me to live beside them at home anyone in the family would have, would have done but like <laughs> she was running out of kids so I was the last so she made me do an interview for Tabard and I had been in Skibbereen before that and uh, f- funny enough in Skibbereen a huge Catholic and Protestant community down there a lovely place Skull and Baltimore I remember them all and then I came to Tabard and the exact same thing in Tabard even to this day the Protestant church is still open in Tarbert, uh, Protestant Catholic community, and then I was teaching history. I wandered up in the north. Why didn't they ever come down and have a look that we could live beside each other? You know, I know there was other issues up there, but it was a shame because I was in two communities, uh, two schools where there was different communities and they all, they all got on fine. And before I forget it, Anthony mentioned Mikey Scanlon, who was the caretaker when I came here as well as Anthony. And only last Sunday week at Lynn Corson, and I wouldn't be at Corson too often, I don't know a whole pile about dogs, but my son had a dog, I was there. And I met Mikey Scanlon, and he's 89, and he's in great health and he was asking about the school and I hadn't met him I don't know maybe since he retired so met him a fortnight ago and had his name mentioned here today so that brings back a good memory because I got on great with the lads the caretakers as well and the, and the secretaries in the school they're the people to know as well you know <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're in trouble <laughs> and uh, there were uh, four principals in my time here uh, Tom McKeown Joe Sullivan Mary McGillicuddy who's here today and now Richard and I think five deputy principals I might forget them now Leela and Richard and Mary and Geraldine Moynihan and Joe Sullivan and look I had a great time here ok not every day ran smoothly for me but most days did I liked the place I liked the kids I liked teaching and the only reason I got out Joe is that somebody told me get out when you're healthy mm. I would reasonably healthy no I wouldn't say it's full but reasonably healthy get out and try and do something else and you know what I did got into a school bus and drove back to Tabor for the last four years <laughs> there's a lot of brains in that isn't there Joe so I have never left this place I'm up and down the corridor here looking for students and so on and so forth only for the bus now right and it's very handy I can open the door and let them in the morning, right? And I don't have to teach them. I don't mind. I don't miss that part of it. But I'm still coming here, would you believe it? And I was even yesterday I had students from here playing basketball out in Gaza. And it gets me to a different village, a different town every every week here and there. But getting back to the school here, there was a terrific uh, what, I, what I found about the place that if you ask me what would stand out, it was the care of kids. Mm. It's a comprehensive school. Not everybody is going to be the high flyer and all that and I liked that actually I wasn't a high flyer myself but I was well looked after in St Michael's I did play football and it did help but I could have gone astray but I was well looked after and when I came here I found there was a bigger school obviously and driven on by the principals in, in, in their own ways and computerisation all that and then the Covid came in and the lads had to deal with that and I just felt that there was a terrific um, 
uh, ethic about kids that were vulnerable. And when some of those got on, well, after. I was on the hill last week, I brought in a group from a national school, and I met a parent who said to me that, that I said that her student didn't like school but would get on all right. She hugged me and so on and so forth. It meant as much to me, Joe, as if I got a big pay rise. That I said something, because you can say something would go wrong to said something to that woman who was maybe desperate about her kid. So I found that great about the school. The high flyers, generally they can get on, but they're well helped here as well. But in the big school, which is which it was maybe three or four hundred when they came in, it went up to six or seven hundred, and I think there's up around still a big school. Uh, driven on by the, the people at the top and board of management and, and the management of the school and I enjoyed my time here and I could be still here I suppose I would have another year to go but I like what I'm doing I can come in and uh, say hello and go again and pick them up and take them to like Elaine <laughs> take them to soccer matches and so on she's still talking to me and so are some of the lads over there who were here so look I had a great time here I enjoyed it and I couldn't find fault with the place and as I said the caring attitude is what stood out and I hope I carry that on and I hope today with organisations I'm involved in that you look out for those that need a bit of help. We'll take a break. We'll have more after these. You're listening to the Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Now, I should mention this is a special programme for Tarba Comprehensive School, but we usually do, on the third Saturday of the month, have our monthly um, speaking of poetry slot with Bernadette Nureda. But don't worry, that will be returning next uh, month. Now, let's return to the interviews I did at Tarba Comprehensive School. Siobhan, you're a teacher here, Siobhan Fitzgerald, or Curly, as I was uh, told. Can you explain that to me before we go on? So, um, I picked up a nickname about 23 years ago, so I'm here 24 years now. So, I was in the school about a year, and uh, I was teaching a first-year Irish class, and I was explaining that the Irish word lass anim is the Irish for nickname. So I was telling the students, you know, that it's okay to have a nickname if you're happy enough with it yourself. So down at the back of the room anyway was a little bright spark from my van who um, put up his hand straight away and said, Miss, you know, you have a nickname. So I was unaware of it at the time myself. So I said, really? And he said, do you want to know what it is? So I said, okay. I was half nervous, to be honest, but I said, okay. So he said, uh, your nickname is Curly Fitz. Now, my hair was much curlier. That was like <laughs> 23 years ago. So um, I started to laugh and looked around the room and said, how original, lads, how original. And up with the hand again. And he said, miss, we could be calling you a lot worse. So it actually, I've taken it with me for the last 23 years and it's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm happy with that last anim, so that's okay. Very good. And tell us about your time here. You must have fond memories, like I've said to the other teachers, but in that space of time, you must, you must have. Absolutely. So when I started uh, 24 years ago, Mr. Joe Sullivan was the principal. Um, Joe was the man that um, interviewed me and gave me my job. Um, a fabulous man, a gentleman, um, a great uh, pr- uh, principal, a great leader. Um, and the head of the Irish department at the time was uh, Mrs. Gay Dowling. Now, um, Gay actually passed away um, a few years ago, and we were very saddened to hear that. Or yesterday, or she was a true professional, um, a fantastic teacher, and actually, um, she was like a guiding light to me when I started, because I had only taught in one school previous to that, and she gave me like great advice, great guidance, and I think, as Mr. Prendival said previously 
the, the people like Gay, Eileen Cashman Murphy, Noreen Fitzgerald, Rosa Banbury, Robert Bunyan, all the people that are here that thought with us actually on the staff, we're just carrying on the baton of, you know, what they taught us along the way and the guidance they gave us when we started. Mm, yeah, wonderfully um, said. Um, Kate, Katie Mullan, you're a teacher and now like all the rest of the teachers when we talk about our former uh, students as well. So I suppose firstly, as a student, what was it like here? I was from uh, the village of Athe, so we would have always had the predicament of do you go to Abbey Field, do you go to Tarbert? And I shared a class with Kevin and 38 others in Athe, and it was a big case of who's going where. So we were part of the few that decided to come to the comprehensive, and it was simply because I had it in my head, I wanted to do woodwork. And that was an option for me here. Even though I'd never sampled it, I just... That's what I wanted to do. Turns out I didn't do it after my sampling anyway, but that was one of the driving factors. And there were five of us actually from that particular sixth class group that couldn't get bus tickets. We were outside the catchment area. But we were still adamant that we wanted to come here. And thankfully, down to parents and grandparents, they took a day each and we had a rota. And we all managed the five years here, happy out, delighted, because we got an extra half an hour in bed in the morning. We were home a half an hour before the bus and we battled and we loved it, every second of it. So when I finished here in 2000, went off to college, thought in two different schools and Maura Dalton, God rest her, was the secretary here at the time. And I met her in the summer and she says, asking where I was and where I was working, what subjects and I said English, she says I'm only after putting an ad in the newspaper today for a job in the Tarbert Comprehensive for an English teacher and of course like Robert Bunyan's story, my mother happened to be beside me and I got the elbow, that's where you're going to apply for, so sent off the application, kind of thought nothing of it and then uh, got called for interview and Kevin O'Keefe here beside me was with me all through national and was all through secondary and he had a year teaching here at this stage so I rang Kevin I said what's it like going back into I did I rang you <laughs> what's it like going back into the staff room of former teachers and five or six years later they're now your colleagues and he said ah it's grand just don't overthink it it's fine so took his words of advice and thankfully had a, an interview that was successful in 17 years on I'm still here teaching and loving it Does uh, it take a bit to get used to that your teacher is now your colleague do you know do you have to switch yeah. it around in your brain a bit or For what? a while I was still calling David Cassan, Sir and Janelle Griffin Miss <laughs> and it was just I felt awkward almost saying their first names because you've shown them respect all through the years that you've had them as teachers and you still want to give them that same level and yeah, it took a while, but a few social committee nights out was yeah, it, it loosened that as well. Yeah. Very good, <laughs> Katie and Siobhan, I'll talk to you about what's happening, um, the celebrations. But I will uh, to talk to Kevin, who was mentioned there, Kevin O'Keefe. Um, so again, former student and, and, and teacher. So tell us about your experience here. Well, look, it's it's the same timeline as Katie, and like she'd mentioned, we were kind of we have that decision to make, and I say where we go to school. A good few of our friends had gone to Abbey Field. We actually came from a class of thirty nine, so even though there was less than half. I still think it was around 15 mm -hmm. students came here, so there was a few who got tickets. There was actually two carloads that didn't, but there, were, there was some from the other side of the parish, so they grouped together. And if you do the maths with the five, we had four of us in Leaving Search in the back of the car each day as well, which by the time we got Leaving Search was a bit of a squash. But look, we were glad we did it. My brother had actually qualified for a bus ticket ahead of me, so he had the, the I suppose, the misfortune of having to get up half an hour earlier, like Katie said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so look, I came back, I left, it was 2000 we left, and I came back in, in 90, inside 2016. But look, as a student here, I 
I think we were always kind of aware that we were lucky. The school we had chosen, or the way we'd landed into the school, or John, we weren't fully aware. What a comprehensive mint, but we knew jazz and we knew what subjects were available. And we were always glad here chatting to our friends in the evenings, playing football at home. Kind of, we knew we had things good, mm. good in the school. Like, John, we couldn't put our finger on it, but we just knew the atmosphere was good. Yeah. yeah. And what do you teach here now? History and geography. History and yeah. geography. And again, there's a lot of extracurricular um, activity that has to go on as well in a school like this, isn't yeah. there? And you have to get behind that as well. Oh, yeah. And I think, look, most of this have to. I mean, there's, you'd be looking, you might be down for yard duty today, and you're already trying to figure out, okay, what day am I going to train teams this year and when, when you're going to fit it in and then getting out to games and you're worried about missing the same classes again with it. But I mean, the year flies because of that. I mean, you're, you're constantly on the go. There's always, if you go walk the corridor, walk the yard, there's always things going on in the school. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not just it's not just sport, there's loads of extracurricular clubs, including walking club, but there's there's book clubs, there's history club, there's, um, I'm going to forget a few things, chess, chess club, chess club, yeah. club there's loads going on. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And that's, again, the, the holistic approach, which is brilliant to hear. Marie Mulvihill, um, tell us how you got involved in the school as a student, firstly, and then as a teacher. Yes, I started here in 93, a little bit older than the lads there. Um, but I still remember them here on the corridors. Um, so I'm from Belly Longford. I started in 93. I did my leaving cert in 98 the first time round and re- repeated the year after. <coughs> Excuse me, I was about 15 points short. Um to get into my course so I said no I want it I'm going to go back and I'm going to put the head down now and try harder this year and it worked out so I got into Mary I did my time there and then did the dip after um, worked in two other schools after that three other schools beg your pardon um, and then like that same summer as KHA when the jobs came up um, I went for the interview and I'm here, I'm here since 2007 um, so it's like just the same story as the lads. It was strange going back in. I was apprehensive. I was nervous. Um, but everybody made you feel so comfortable and welcome when you came. Um, and the initial support going into the classroom, like giving you a heads up on, on what you should be doing and how the system how the systems were worked and how things ran. Um, there was fierce support. Like some of the former staff are here. Um, like you had Noreen, you had um, Mary McGillicuddy, you had um, Rosa Bambry, you had Eileen Cashman that the lads mentioned also. They were great support. Um, and constant support and they were always looking out for you and they were just they were just great they were minding us and making sure that we minded who we were in charge of as well um, so it was great and it, every day is a learning day you're always learning something new but there's always so much happening and the year flies once you start in September you're rolling into the next term Brilliant um Laura Lavery, you're an SNA here um, and you're a former student, you're looking across the teachers, you were telling me uh, the teachers are everywhere here uh, former teachers, uh, tell us about the work you do here um, Yeah, I actually came here as a former student, um, I finished 2003, 2008 um, looking across here, Siobhan Fitz was my class teacher, Noreen Fitz Carly, I think she's got <laughs> Yeah, we called her that um, <laughs> Noreen Fitz was my year head when I was finishing up and leaving Sir Mary McGillicuddy was principal at the time um, I thoroughly enjoyed my five years here, to be honest. Um, I loved every aspect of the school life. Sport was a big um, part of my life here in school. Football, soccer, basketball. I finished up, I came back here for a number of years, volunteering in and out, um, coaching ladies football. Um, just the environment, I liked the, the environment I was in. And I said, you know, I always liked helping people and doing different things. So I said, 
I'd like to become an SNA and um, at the back of my mind I said I'd love to get back into Tabor Comprehensive um, at the time there was no job and I was in another school and a job came up and I said no I'd never be as lucky I was like no I won't go for that didn't apply another job came up the following year for Tabor again and I was like okay this is it maybe it's meant to be and went for an interview and was successful and yeah I'm delighted to be back here um, you know, even going around the school with former former teachers of mine here looking around the photos in the school building but um, yeah it's great to be back um, great to be back in the role of an SNA um, helping children from all parishes around North Kerry West Limerick with additional needs um, you know maybe many different you know it could be physical disabilities learning disabilities in school trips out of school trips um, just helping them in all aspects and um, yeah I'm really enjoying the time here so hopefully it'll continue Excellent, thanks Laura um, Siobhan and Katie, can you tell us what is to come in the, the coming days and, and the time ahead for in, in celebration wise? Okay, so we're very lucky in that we have a very vibrant social committee here at school and as part of the 50th celebrations there's a very, very special evening coming up on the 2nd of December in the Listowel Arms Hotel um, it will be a night, a huge night of celebration um, to mark everything that is brilliant about the comp, right? So we would like to um, extend a warm welcome back to former staff members, to former students and to just to the general public if they're looking for a beautiful night to come along and join us in the Listowel Arms. Um, there's, a there's a fantastic night promised. Um, the tickets are 80 euro and they are on sale from the school office office or um, you can also purchase the tickets online if you go into the school website there's um, a, a, a thing to click on and uh, you can buy online there that way as well so Katie will probably give you some details now of what that 80 euro is going to cover on the night over to you Katie so I suppose it's it's you know initially when you hear the cost of things you say oh I just think as a former student as a current member of staff and as you said Siobhan the wider community it's such a beautiful occasion for people to get together I think the timing is perfect it's on a Saturday the 2nd of December so it's coming into that festive season where spirits are high and people mm -hmm. are you know looking for a nice night out an excuse, excuse to dress, to dress up, up and yeah. gather so we are uh, if people want to book tables of 10 or 12 if you wanted to gather a group of friends that would have gone to school together or people living in the community that you want to book a table of 10 or 12 that's an option too mm -hmm. and can be done through the office so it kicks off on Saturday the 2nd of December at the early time of 6pm mm -hmm. getting a clear run of it like yes. the unbelievable with a champagne yeah, reception so there's a champagne reception at 6pm and they will be on the night displayed photographs old school magazines for anyone that wants to be nostalgic and look back on that and then we hope to be sitting for a sumptuous five course meal which mm -hmm. will be from 7pm and then we have a live band Heart and Soul kicking off the proceedings be, yeah. and DJ Donal from yes. Nachnagashal to wrap things up yeah. so we're ex just extending that warm welcome again get dressed up get glammed up and join us in the list all arms for a night to remember excellent thanks a million for talking Thank to me you. Yeah, promises to be a great night of celebration. We'll take a break. We'll have more after these. You're listening to the Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. Now, so get in touch with me during the week, jmcgill at radiokerry.ie. Let's return to the interviews I did with Tarbert Comprehensive School celebrating 50 years and as well as the sports stars and politicians 
the school has also produced some amazing academics and two such examples of that are John Mulville, who is Associate Professor in Biomedical Engineering at University of Limerick and also Michael Walsh, who's a Professor in Biomedical Device Engineering. And I spoke to them about their time in Tarbor Comprehensive. John, um, tell us about your experience here as a, a student. Like everyone here, positive. So I was here between 2000 and 2005. Uh, but it may come as a surprise it was not sporty it was all academic that uh, my time was based here but um, it was all great fun memories um, for me it was the choice of different subjects um, from Matt uh, with Mrs Fitzgerald here and um, uh, history and geography with Curly Fitz so it's, it's great the different things that, that, that I was taught here but things like applied maths and physics um, that uh, Mr. Dick Boyce um, at the time. So my, my love of all things science and engineering came from here mm. and was, was developed here. Yeah. And tell us about uh, what you went on to then and, and, and your current uh, role within UL. Um, yeah, so I went uh, and did mechanical engineering in, in UL. There's a great connection between Tarbert Comprehensive and, and UL. And then I moved over to biomedical for my PhD. I spent some time in the US and in Georgia Tech and uh, back here in, in, in UL teaching. So, yeah, I inevitably became a teacher, albeit in the, the third level. Mm. It's an amazing thing into the school like this, the opportunities it can afford uh, to people when you've good teachers and a good environment. Um, the, the opportunities are endless. Like uh, Noreen mentioned earlier, there's students all over the world and they're making their own way because of the school. Absolutely, that, that resonated with me and I'm inspired by the teachers that I had and I aspire to be like them in terms of the teaching style and, uh, and I try my best with, with uh, our cohort in, in University of Limerick as well. Mm, because teachers play a massive role, it can be for the negative as well but for the positive you'll always remember something a teacher said or some nugget they gave you um, and you'll take it with you. Absolutely, and it was only ever positive things and positive nuggets of information, as you said, that, that I got from the teachers here in my time. Yeah. Very good, thanks, John. Michael, tell us your own uh, story, your own connection with the school. Yeah, so, um, well, I, when I start with when I left, which was 1991, and I will say that during one of the sports days while I was here, I was struck by a javelin. <laughs> so I, I do hope Richard has a much better health and safety policy than we had back then. But... Um, yeah, so I was here, um, I, the combination of, I think, so I was naturally kind of math science orientated, so, because I do engineering now, but when, for the, what was the intercert, like, math would have been my favourite subject, but equally, in, I did home economics, and there was two classes in home economics, there was 30 girls in each, and I was the one boy that did it for the whole three years. And then for the leaving cert, I would the maths and sciences subjects, but then I did art as well, Mr. Frost, and that was all really good. So it was the kind of difference um, between the kinds of subjects that you could study was what kept it interesting. So and I agree with all the lads with the sports stuff. I, my particular favourite was indoor soccer, actually, um, partly because you got to stay out of the rain. But, um, yeah, I had really, really good memories. I do think, though, that when you're here... You don't really appreciate, and I don't think the students appreciate how comfortable it is here. I think um, it only happens when you leave and you're kind of reflecting back. Like there was never a day that you'd wake up and not want to go to school. Most of the time you'd be looking forward to it, you know, so it was really good like that. That's an amazing thing to say, isn't it? It really shows the, the positive environment that this place was, yes. or is. No, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Like I know people are talking a lot about the sports and stuff and 
uh, delighted to see uh, Miss Fitzgerald here who gave me my base in maths and then I'd miss Mr Falvey and Miss Cashman Murphy for leaving certain maths because I went on I did um, undergrad degree in aeronautical engineering PhD biomedical engineering and you know stayed in the academ- academic career like all the way up to to being professor of biomedical engineering now and that all of that was because of the experiences then the base that I got here. Yeah, they're memorable days too, aren't they? You know, they're the years in in um, secondary schools that kind of stand out. You know, all the years kind of mesh into one. You know, after a while, but yeah. those years really seem to stand out. Yeah, I do, but I think there's such a change in people when they come in at 13 and leave at 18. You know, because when we get them inside in the university, you know, they're we get to treat them as adults. They're not, but that's how they're legally uh, we could be treated or they could be treated as. But um. Yeah, it's, it's it's really important, the days that we have here, and it goes really quickly, um, but I think it's just a difference in age and the, the well, maturity, but the changes in people, both mentally and physically what I, when they're here, is um, what makes it such an important time in people's lives. What's it like to walk through the doors here again? I remember the first day when I came, so I was in Glynn National School and I came in here, I thought the place was huge, and so we came back here actually with another colleague of ours, um, uh, Professor Pat Coyle, who's from Tarbert, um, a few years ago, just to talk to the students, because Tarbert's a really important feeder school for the university, so we try and maintain that connection. And so we came and talked to the fifth years and leaving starts about not only just the academic stuff, and they don't get caught up in that, because there's very good, you know, trades and all sorts of other things that suit people, and even college, you know, I, we try and explain to them that in college, just because you choose a subject or a degree to do, that doesn't have to be what you end up doing. We explain to the kids graduate probably at 22 their retirement age will be 72 50 years of work so continuous professional development is a big thing now and people change careers which they should do because they're building up their skill sets and so all of that stuff becomes kind of really important Yeah very interesting insights there from John Mulville and Michael Walsh so that brought me to the end of my interviews at Tarbra Comprehensive School but to wrap things up we spoke with Principal Richard Prendeville again about the evening well, Richard, I've come to the end of my uh, time here and I have to say I'm really Im- impressed by the people here and that's what stands out to me. I said at start, but it really stands out to me. The people, the environment that has been fostered over the years and handed on from one generation to the next and the greatest testament is the amount of people that want to come back and the longevity of the, the terms the people um, spent here. You must be very proud, are you, you know, this gathering this evening and what does it mean to you personally? Yeah, I was I was listening to the speakers there earlier on, and I, I could actually listen to this all evening. To be honest with you, it was uh, really enjoyable. Great to hear stories and, and material I'd never heard of before. People reminiscing, people thinking, and I'm sure that'll happen again on the second of December in the list all arms. But I think what's very important about a school and this school, and like any school, a school isn't about bricks and mortar. A school is about people. And it's about relationships, and it's about building relationships, it's about maintaining relationships. Um, That's hard work, it's not always easy. There are good days and bad days, but for the most part, um, the times people spend here are wonderful, and they're enriching, and they're um, enticing. So it's great to hear all the stories, and it's great to have everyone here today that have made the effort to come after their busy working day, or... Uh, time out from their families to spend time with us and I just want to thank them. I want to thank Miss Maloney, the Deputy Principal, who helped organise today. She hasn't come on, uh, on on air, I don't know why, but she's normally very good at speaking, but she'll, uh, she stepped away from it today. But I want to thank Leela for organising today as well and thanking you Joe and Radio Kerry for spending time with us and from hearing a bit about our school. It was my pleasure. I had a good producer there and Leela as well, but thanks a million. Give yourself a bula bus. <laughs>
Yeah, lovely evening spent in the company of the people of Tarbert Comprehensive School, both past and present. And my thanks to Principal Richard Prendival and also um, Leela Maloney, Vice Principal, who invited me along and who did a great job of bringing all those people together. We had an absolutely lovely, enjoyable evening, as I'm sure they will at their celebration. So we wish them all the best of luck. And I hope you enjoyed that at home. We'll take a break with more after these. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry. Brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Now, next Saturday morning, Frank Lewis will be on for the final Saturday of the month. A very special programme lined up by Frank Rear Dublin Spire offcut in Sean Radley's Mill Street on Radio Kerry. Taking literally millions of photographs of all that has happened in Mill Street over the past 53 years, founding and running the Mill Street Museum for 43 years, one of the three who set up the hugely active Mill Street community website, millstreet.ie, these are all part of Sean Radley's Mill Street that will feature on the Saturday supplement on Radio Kerry from 9 to 11am on Saturday, October 28. And it will be on podcast from the following Wednesday. Described as the heart and soul of Mill Street, Radley has had a hand in every aspect of local life for more than 50 years and guides programme presenter Frank Lewis to a variety of these. 90-year-old Eilie Buckley's positive attitude to life has her acting and looking like a 60-year-old while telling the sad stories of Cromwell's armies at Kilmeedy Castle. At Trashan's 600-year-old buildings, historian Liam Flynn tells how the castle and estate were bought for £450 when they were valued at £8,000. Mill Street Community website is updated several times a day by its founder and webmaster, Hanelli O'Connor, a native of South Africa, who has lived in Mill Street for 30 years. On the afternoon the programme is broadcast, she hopes her native South Africa will again be crowned World Rugby Champions. Thomas Duggan tells of the 11 all-weather and three indoor arenas, 1,500 permanent stables, as well as a cross-country trail that his family has developed in Mill Street. At the Tranquility Garden, in memory of Eileen O'Reardon and the Boeing Crossing on the River Blackwater, Jury Duty points to the footbridge that marks the way O'Sullivan Beara travelled from Beara to Brefney in 1603, and Jury sings the local anthem, The Bowl Tady Quill. Principal Paul O'Seacon tells the stories and experiences of 50 years of Mill Street Community School and pupils Maeve Casey on Concertina and on Tin Whistles, Evan O'Sullivan, Luke Hickey and Aoife Casey play traditional jigs. Sean Radley tells the extraordinary stories in Mill Street Museum of De Valera's 1916 military belt, offcuts from the Dublin Spike, a wind-up gramophone and xylophone. James O'Sullivan is the caretaker of Tubrid Holy Well, where he tells of walking sticks left behind by people who say they were cured here. Twelve volunteers, on average, give half a day every week between Mill Street Museum, Internet Radio and the Mill Street website. So that's Sean Radley's Mill Street. Like I said, will be broadcast on Radio Kerry's Saturday Supplement from 9 to 11am on Saturday, October 28th. So make sure to tune in to that. Now, I also want to remind you of the Daniel O'Connell School, which is taking place on Friday the 27th of October at Ring of Kerry Hotel, Carsveen, and Saturday 28th of October, Derry Nan House, Cahar 
Daniel and it will reconvene over the bank holiday weekend and those who intend to attend the school on either or both days must pre-register and this must be done through the website danieloconnellsummerschool.com and there's options for live streaming there as well but again you have to uh, register so um, visit that website you can also call 087-756-2772 that's 087-756-2772 or like I said visit the website danieloconnellsummerschool.com um, a good few highlights of the programme and it's always a very interesting programme that they create um, but a few things just to give a mention is our own Fiona Brennan who's often on this program I call her our own because she's uh, a guest Maddie's the time on this program but she's giving a talk at 11.45am uh, on the Friday in the Ring of Kerry and Cara Savine and it's writing and writers Kerry women's writing retrieving a literacy legacy and uh, also another one that stood out to me there is Owen O'Shea as well, remembering and forgetting, reflecting on the decade of centenaries in Kerry and beyond. And that's on at 2pm in the Ring of Kerry Hotel. Also, um, Professor Morish Brick at 3.45, the O'Connell Memorial Church and how it came to be just about. And then there's there's loads of other events taking place throughout the day. Uh, the day after, another one that stood out to me there at 1.30 in Derry Nan House, um, international Comparisons and Contrasts with O'Connell's Ireland. Professor Portia Fermanis, Irish Humanitarians, Indigenous Australians and Daniel O'Connell. Um, there's lots more. Uh, Frank Golden, O'Connell in Canada and lots more uh, besides. But if you want to find out more, like I said, you can visit danieloconnellsummerschool.com. That's all we have time for this morning. Francis is on the way, so keep it here on Radio Kerry. My thanks to Abigail Bernard, who was on sound. Frank Lewis is on next Saturday morning. I'll talk to you the Saturday after. Until then, look after yourself and take care. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry, brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime.